0: The following is my conversation with Leonard Susskind, one of the leading theoretical physicists in the world. He recently came up with an audacious solution to a long-standing problem in physics, and it's something you need to hear about. So grab a cup of coffee, kick back, and buckle in. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. This show is produced in partnership with Park Docs, a leading expert on artificial intelligence. I wanted to let you know about a new program we've created called AI for Business. Lexman Artificial has teamed up with Hip Arc Docs and his team of experts to provide you with the best insights and advice on how to use artificial intelligence in your business. So whether you're looking to develop a new strategy, improve performance, or just stay ahead of the curve, this is the show for you. To find out more and sign up for our free trial, visit AIForBusiness.com. Visit AIForBusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Leonard, thanks so much for joining us today. It's
1: my pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about the problem you solved? Uh, The problem I solved is called the Einstein-Rosen bridge. All right, so
0: can you give us a little bit of a history lesson on this problem?
1: Yeah, so the Einstein-Rosen bridge is a problem that's been around for over 100 years. It was actually formulated by two German physicists, Albert Einstein and David Rosen, uh, back in the early 1900s, back in the early 1900s, Basically, the problem is this. Suppose you have two particles moving through space. Let's say they're particles of light or atoms or something like that. And then suppose you wanna connect these two particles together so that they form an intermediary particle between them. So in other words, you wanna create a bridge between them. Got it. So what was the challenge in solving this problem? The challenge in solving this problem was figuring out how to do it without breaking the laws of physics. In other words, if you connect these two particles together and try to move them too far apart, they might start to annihilate each other. And that would break the laws of physics, uh, which is exactly what you don't want to happen.
0: So did you guys manage to solve this problem back in the early 1900s?
1: Yeah, we did. We actually solved it back in 1905. But it took a while for people to actually apply it to physical problems. So what brought this issue back into focus recently? Well, back in the 1970s, some physicists started thinking about using the Einstein-Rosen bridge to solve some really difficult problems in physics. And one of those problems was understanding how black holes work, specifically how they create energy and consume matter. So did your solutions to these problems
0: help advance our understanding of black holes?
1: Yeah, definitely. My solutions helped us understand how black holes work in much more detail than we ever had before. And that's really important because understanding how black holes work is one of the key steps we need to take in order to prevent them from destroying our universe, which is something that we really don't wanna happen. So Leonard, your solutions rocked the physics world, and I couldn't
0: wait to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your own journey as a theoretical physicist?
1: Well, my journey as a theoretical physicist has been fascinating in many ways. I started out studying mathematics and theoretical physics at college, and I absolutely loved it. But then I got interested in string theory and quantum mechanics, and those were both areas of physics that I hadn't studied yet. And so I decided to specialize in those areas instead. And eventually I got involved with some really cutting edge research projects, which has been an amazing experience. That's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. So what do you think sets theoretical physics
0: apart from other types of physics research?
1: I think one of the main things that sets theoretical physics apart is its emphasis on solving problems. For example, in mathematical physics, you might come up with a theory that's elegant and simple but it might not actually be correct. In contrast, in theoretical physics, we try to actually solve the problems that were posed. And that's something that I think is really important because it allows us to advance our understanding of the world in a much more rapid fashion. That's definitely true.
0: So, Leonard, what would you say is the key to being a successful theoretical physicist?
1: The key, to being a successful uh, theoretical physicist is diligence and patience. You need to be determined and you need to be able to stick with your research project for years on end if necessary. And importantly, you also need to be patient because sometimes the answers to the problems we're trying to solve take a while to reveal themselves.
0: That's definitely true. So thanks again for talking with us today, Leonard. Um, Please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any future insights or uh, or questions. Thank you for listening to Lexman Artificial. Um, please be sure to check out our website for more interesting discussions like this one. Be a center gobies until next time. I'll end this episode with this poem called The Philosophic Stone. It's about the never ending search for knowledge. The Philosophic Stone, the goal of all striving, a guide to immortality mm-hmm. and end to suffering. Um, and then to suffering from its power alone, mankind may be made free from error's load of care and reach the wisdom known